Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Online security starts with a click. NordVPN encrypts your internet traffic and hides your IP and virtual location. NordVPN helps protect you against bandwidth throttling from internet providers, where ISPs slow down your internet to get you to upgrade. NordVPN allows you to switch your your country's IP address to access Netflix, Disney+, YouTube Premium, etc. in other countries for cheaper prices. NordVPN offers unparalleled browsing security and protection from hacking of personal data. Get your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash 5RSN or use the promo code 5RSN to get a discount on your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free and a bonus gift at checkout. All of this is completely risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash 5RSN or use the promo code 5RSN and start saving with the world's leading VPN provider, NordVPN. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage? Looking for a reputable, fully licensed, insured, and certified contractor? Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 62 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and Eric and their team is prepared to handle any size disaster. The guys are born and raised in South Florida, so changing the narrative on the way contractors conduct business in South Florida is extremely important to them. Their objective is to make cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed building contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There's no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle it all for you. Call or text them anytime at 561-408-7835 for immediate assistance. The number again, 561 561- 408-7835. Water cleanup of Florida. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. 
pick two or more players from the same sport or league or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to the fifth season of 3 Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Ortega. Simon Clancy is here, and yes, Chris Kaufman is here, and he's not the same, uh, you know, he's not doing voices today. Like, I promise you, these are two different people. Well, what we've done, what we've done is we've recast the role of Simon Clancy. Okay. And so we have, we have a new Simon Clancy. Um, we're, we'd like you to welcome him to the show. Um, it, he hasn't been here before. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, he might be a little bit new, but that's, uh, that's okay. Hello, Simon. What's up, fat wits? Yeah, there you are. There it is. That's, that's, that's so Simon. <laughs> Back on, one week off. One week off and back on the fucking gravy train. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. By the way, uh, are either of you surprised five years of this already? Uh, I mean, the fact that people listen every week uh, astounds me. Quite as, a, as a minor miracle in itself. Uh, <laughs> like, what are you doing with your free time? Seriously, I don't <laughs> listen to us. <laughs> I'd rather pour acid into my eyes than listen to this shit, but people do it. Yeah, a lot of people do it. Uh, like, we get numbers. Like, you know, we're kind of a big deal, uh, as they say. There's like 10,000 people tuning in to each episode, which kind of blows my mind a little bit, because essentially <laughs> it's three old morons talking shit for 45 minutes a week. <laughs> yes. Or more, or more. We do like the we do like seriously way over long podcasts. Like yeah. like ridiculously too long. We do. So that's the end of this week's show. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that that clears the 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 what we have to do to get our our check from Manscape. Mentioning mm-hmm. Manscaped, use the promo code 5RSN. We are, as always, brought to you by Manscaped. 5RSN, 20% off your entire order. We buy the lawnmower 4.0, by the way. Can I just so. say two things, actually, before we go any further? One, I'm not lying when I say that we have 10,000 listeners, which is pretty amazing. Therefore, if you'd like to sponsor this show, get in touch with one of us because you're literally reaching 10,000 people, and that's a pretty big deal. And the second thing is, have you heard of OnlyFins? Hmm. Uh, do you know what I've not, heard, I've not heard of it can, Simon can you tell us what you're talking about well essentially it's like this really cool place for people to hang out and kind of chat amongst like-minded Dolphins fans but also like talk about draft prospects but also get into a conversation with us which I mean you'd think was absolute no-no but 10,000 people listen to a podcast so why wouldn't they want to get into conversation with us but also, we just chat amongst ourselves like we're in a little WhatsApp group chatting shit about the Dolphins and the draft and players and videos and all that sort of stuff. And, and people like join in and it's a whole big community of fun-loving Dolphins fans. And it's really good. And apparently, I don't know. I mean, I've heard it's an actual thing. 
I don't know. It sounds like bullshit, to be honest, because there can't be this kind of dolphins utopia where nice people chat about the dolphins and and drop like information about players and free agency and the draft and all that. To me, it doesn't exist. But if it did, you might find it on our Twitter account or on the hashtag OnlyFins. But I'm, I mean, I don't know. Smells like bullshit to me. Alf, yeah. I, I think I, I think I like this new guy that we cast as Simon. He's a mm. dude, and he's fucking he's a dude. He's a dude. <laughs> you know Although what's the be... most impressive thing about OnlyFans, uh-huh. uh, Simon Elf? Yeah. Okay, think of how many people are in there. Like over eight hundred people. So that's active discussion, right? That's you know, there's there's on there. Uh, over eight hundred people. How many people have we had to kick for being unruly? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I think two. Three? Three? Yeah, I think it's three. Uh, although mine was the most unique one because uh, mine thought that it was a good idea to call me an asshole for 24 hours straight, and he wouldn't get kicked. And yeah, like, but that's not why that kicked, one. That's not why we kicked him. I mean, I, that that was that was a perk for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love that dude. I gave. I love that guy. <laughs> but we literally, and this again, this is not bullshit. We've been doing this what five, six months. This only fins, and we've literally booted out three people. And there's now yeah. like, I mean, let me, let me have a look right now and I'll tell you exactly how many people there are in OnlyFins. Can you do that? I don't know. Can it, does it tell you how many people are in it? It's, it's like it, it was before the before the end of the month. Well, the, the first of the month is when Patreon, like, you know, they kind of they kind of start charging everybody all again. And, and sometimes there's like there's there's uh rejections or it takes some while for payments to clear and so the number always goes down but it was over 800 people it was over 852 members eight five two mad and we've we've had we've only had to kick two people that's that's pretty crazy because like I mean, how often have you been to like one of those message boards or I don't know Reddit or whatever and you're just like douchebags all around and uh and and people find it hard to discuss there and and then it's just like wow that's that's uh that's not really here and i think it's because i think it's because douchebags don't tend to like us and they definitely don't want to pay us money they don't want to give us that satisfaction yeah yeah i mean the three biggest douchebags in there are probably us three well right i mean but we're the collecting we're not paying anybody <laughs> we're the, we're on the collecting end, so we get to be douchebags. Well, by the way, since we're since we're patting ourselves on the on the back, um, can you guess how many downloads we've had in the last four years of this podcast? Because this is now our two hundred and seventieth episode, if I'm right. Uh, yes, I don't know. Can you guess? Uh, and the number on Podbean is not correct. By the way. You had to dig a little uh, deeper because there's there's a lot there's a lot more. I mean it's yes. it's 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 well over a million. Um, I know that. Yes, well, well over a million. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just say this. I have no guest. Well, let's just say this. We're four months away from reaching two million listeners and downloads. Oh. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. mental, isn't it? That is that is incredible. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. That's oh like, boy! Considering we just like did this kind of on the on the like on the fly because like one day as i recall it's like one day ethan you know is ethan skolnick who's head of the five reasons like he was he's like hey ck you want i'm thinking about doing a website where we like write 
articles for basically like another, like think of, think of one of the outfits out there like PFN or, or something like, you know, where we, we, yeah, where we, where we charge people and then we write articles and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't really want to do that, but don't you guys have a podcast? And like, he's like, yeah, we do the, the basketball podcast. And I was like, well, maybe we'll do our football podcast and we'll just be under, you know, all, all under the same banner under the five reasons banner. And, um, and, you know, the three of us have been talking about doing a podcast already forever. And uh, so we're like, yeah, all right, we'll get off. We'll get it off the ground. We'll do it. Yeah. And, uh, I always get a kick out of uh, us having fans. Uh, I go to one of these, uh, these uh, watch parties and there's always somebody that comes up to me and walks up to me and I'm always nervous that they're going to stab me or something. You know what I mean? Mm. But they always come up. That's to a me. fair, that's a fair concern though. Yeah, it is, you know, but they I always come up to me and they go, you're I Alf, right? Straight. <laughs> <laughs> and they always come up to me and say, you're Alf, right? And I'm like, yeah. Uh, and, I was, and I always pause for a second. I'm like, should I say that I'm somebody else? Like, you know, and I'm like, yeah. Like, oh, I love your podcast. Love Simon. Love Chris. And I'm like, oh, okay. Thank God. As a rule. As a Another rule, day I, I didn't get stabbed. As a, as a rule, if somebody comes up to me and says, you know, you're Chris, right? Or you're CK, right? Or you're, you know, whatever, like I will deny it. <laughs> I will deny it. Nothing, almost nothing good comes of it. Whether it's yes. being served, whether it's being served papers or, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I once got served papers and I just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> got the wrong guy, buddy. Yeah. I'm like, well, I ain't touching that. That's when uh, that's when you that's when you say that you don't that you don't speak English. All right. So where do we start? We got a lot to talk about. Uh, our head coach is a, is a hit over in Indianapolis right now. Um, kind of chatty, right? Like this is kind of different. I guess I'll start with you, Simon. Like this this franchise has gotten a little bit chatty. I don't remember this much information this early on in the process. Like we know and I guess I guess we could take them all one by one. But we know so far they're close on Emmanuel Agba. They're talking contract with Xavier Howard. They're completely out on Deshaun Watson. Like a lot of information is coming about in these what has been two days in Indianapolis. Is this a change is it, or is it for the better or for the worse? Simon, what do you think of this new disposition that this franchise has? I mean, this Mike McDaniel dude should have a podcast, right? I mean, he talks so much. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, t- he, he gets a podcast and might hurt our listenership. He never oh, shuts yeah. the fuck up, dude. He's always talking. He's like, <laughs> one day he's at the cycling with Javon Holland and Christian Wilkins and Mac Hollins and hugging Wilkins and jumping all over him like a child. Next minute he's at some kind of... Uh, business combine for half the players in the team, dropping the mic on them and telling you know, telling them what an opportunity it is to be great and prepare for their life after football. Then he's high fiving Rich Eisen. Then he's he's jumping into John Lynch's press conference, telling John what a, what a great motherfucker he is and all this sort of stuff. And you're like, who is this guy? He's like <laughs> fucking Napoleon Dynamite on acid. It's like, dude, calm down. But, well, I'm um, enjoying it though. It's fun. He also he also gets to work at three a.m. What sort of psycho is that? What time does he go to bed? That is insane. That is insane. He gets to work at three a.m. Oh, and and he revealed that he drinks Red Bulls and Cherry Pepsis all day. That is so perfect. Like that is that is on brand. Incredibly on brand. The only way it could be more on brand is if it was Diet Mountain Dew. 
Yeah, I, I don't know about the diet, like, because I see him as almost being like a coder, you know, yeah. like, like he's like he coaches like he's on a code sprint, like basically. Mm. He also said that the that the team is trying to figure out which snacks to stock up the his office with, and I don't know. Uh, do you have a guess what his snack would be? Well, it's not going to be vegetables. <laughs> no, no. Snow caps, like <laughs> something <laughs> something really obscure. <laughs> uh, Twizzlers, maybe. Peanut M and M's. If he's got any brains. Uh, there you go. That's not <laughs> bad. So, so Chris, uh, same question. Like, this is different, right? Like, uh, we're not used to this. You know, we uh, uh, our guy's popular. Yeah, it's it's not only that he's popular; it's that it's it is it is such a dramatic um, turnabout from what we are used to, what we have been used to. I'm I'm trying to think. Every single every single coach that I can think of in, in Miami has had some sort of either either been outwardly, you know, overtly um, anti press, anti media, or they, you know, in the background, all their policies were that way. And um, and and so you know, it's just this big. We're not going to tell you anything. We're not going to let on anything. We're not going to you know. And um, this is the first time I can remember a Miami Dolphins guy. Just being like, you know, yeah, media, like he'll glow in front of the camera and just, you know, he might even say too much, you know, and just be like, you know, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to you guys all the time and I'm, I'm gonna joke around and we're gonna, you know, and I'll tell you, I might actually answer your question. Like, can you imagine <laughs> that? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it is very, it is very unusual. Like, it's, it's not unusual for us to, I mean, People thought really well of Nick Saban when he was here. Um, it's not unusual for us to have a well thought of coach, um, but but a guy that's actually very friendly with the media, I'm not sure that that's happened. Yeah, Jimmy had a lot of friends here. Jimmy Johnson and of mm. course Shula, of course. Uh, but Nick Saban hated all of the local media, but he was a national media darling. Mm-hmm. Ken Cameron was an idiot. Uh, Joe Philbin, I don't even remember a word he ever said. Okay, uh, <laughs> that was queasy, a weird queasy. Queasy is the only word. Queasy, yeah, that's the right, Joe that's Philbin the was a weird. Uh, that was a weird era because I don't remember none of it. I really don't. And then of course Adam Gase was here, and then he changed. Like something happened to him, right? And then uh, Brian Flores was you know all Patriot way, and now we have this guy, and it's you know it's it's kind of refreshing. But uh, somebody as as somebody one somebody on OnlyFans said earlier, he's gonna have to do some winning. Okay. Uh, because mm. that does wear thin after a while, you know? So, but, uh, you know, so far, so good. Uh, he's a hit in Indianapolis. He, he, he's, he's doing like an interview a, a second. And I guess we could start right here. Where are the weaknesses? Because free agency are com- is coming pretty, pretty soon. Okay. It's March 16th is when the legal tampering period uh, kicks off. Simon, where do you perceive the the weaknesses that are going to be filled with free agency? What are they right now on this team? Um, well, it's pretty obvious running back and offensive line. So hmm. I, I think if I mean if it was me, I would fill the offensive lineup um, in free agency, and I would draft running backs. Um, but that's just me. People might you two might think differently. Uh, I think there's an opportunity to fill. Uh, the offensive line and fix that pretty much 
Um, and I would go balls out to, to do so. I, I think I would just, we've pissed around with the offensive line for so long, for so many years, you know, and if you want this kid at quarterback to work, if you want the running game to work, you're going to have to fix it. So, you know, that's a Teron Armstead, that's a Lakin Tomlinson, that's a James Daniels, um, you know, that's a, whoever you feel at centre, whether that's a Ryan Jensen or a Ben Jones or a Tyler Linderbaum in the draft or but let's get it fixed. You know, I'm, I'm tired. I'm so tired of not being able to protect, not being able to, to run block. Um, so for me, that's the, those are the two critical areas. And I think, you know, once you do that, once you take a unit and fix it, um, I think then that opens up the opportunities for you to do what you want in the draft, whether that's a wide receiver. And we've seen today, you know, all the big receivers have had formal interviews, whether that's Jameson Williams, Traylon Burks, Drake London, David Bell, uh, Jahan Dotson, David, um, John Mechie. Um, you know, they've all had meetings with the Dolphins today or yesterday, last night. Um, you know, whether that's a Trey McBride at tight end who who McDaniel said reminded him of George Kittle, um, you know, whether that's a linebacker like a Nakobe Dean or a, a Devin Lloyd, if they happen to fall that far. Um, but just fix the offensive line because, I, you know, there are guys that we like, you know, whether that's, you know, I don't, I don't think we're going to get to the top. We are picking at 29. We're certainly not going to get Evan Neal. We're not going to get Charles Cross. We're not going to get Iki Aquanu. Um, you know, Linda Baum might fall because if, uh, as we discussed in, in Only Fins today, you know, he says he's maxed out at 289 and probably played in the low 280s. And that's gonna that will turn some teams off. Do you have any um, information on how he'll lift at the at the combine? Is he uh, is he one of those uh, those workout so warriors? So he's a country strength wrestler. Yeah, I think he was state champion as a wrestler. Um, mm. And he there's there's those famous videos that you've probably seen them on social media of him fighting um, uh, Tristan Wirfs. So he and Wirfs had quite a lot of battles um, when they were in high school together. Um, but he's had trouble keeping weight on. So, you know, we shall see what um, we shall see what happens um, in terms of, you know, some teams, obviously he's only his own guy, which rules out kind of half the teams in the league. Some teams will have parameters about weight. The Seahawks are very tied into specific height, weight guys. There are other teams the same. Um, so we shall see, uh, you know, but in terms of offensive line, that then puts you in a kind of a, you know, Trevor Penning, Bernard Ryman, um, I mean, the kid from Tulsa, I don't particularly like, um, but Daniel Jeremiah mopped him to us, whether that's an Abraham Lucas, the Washington State right tackle. Um, you know, there's some interesting guards, but you probably wouldn't take a guard in the first round. Maybe Zion Johnson, maybe Kenyon Green, uh, potentially two really good players. Um, you might think about moving Zion Johnson to centre. You know, let's say you you sign a, let's say you sign Armstead and you sign Lakin Tomlinson and, you have James Daniels at right guard and you kick Robert Hunt out to right tackle and, and you bring Zion Johnson in to play centre or you play Daniels at centre and see if Zion can play right guard. But um, I, for me, I just fix the offensive line and that's where I'd start in free agency. And I, I don't want to dabble around with mid-tier you know, mid -tier guys. Let's go out there and get it sorted because we've, we've ignored it. And the, the worry for me, and I think probably for you, for you guys as well, but Chris, I don't know what you think, but, well, I know what you think, but we just can't... Mm. Prove that you know what you're talking about when it comes to offensive linemen. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, you know, oh, right, right, prove no. it because we haven't proved it over the years. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes was uh, was Mike McDaniel was uh, I forgot what the exact quote was, but Mike McDaniel was showing them uh, 
film on what he wanted on the offensive line, which is the greatest news that we've heard all offseason, which means maybe he's picking the guys on the offensive line and things are going to be different. Uh, we're going to get into your laundry list that you posted earlier on OnlyFans as far as a, a Shanahan offense, Chris. But do you perceive the the, the weaknesses, the immediate weaknesses that are going to be attempted, be attempted to be fixed here in the next few weeks as the offensive line and basically just the offensive line? Or you think there's going to be a running back in there as well? Because I, re- I think we all agree. I don't think that they're going after an expensive pass catcher. Do we all I, agree? Well, or? I I don't know that we all agree. I mean, that, that was the point that I brought up. Um, a number of weeks ago, but I mean, I, I still a lot of, you know, a lot of people are still looking at, I don't know, like Alan Robinson or, you know, those, some of those guys out there and people still have kind of visions of us trading for Calvin Ridley. And, and there's a, there's, a, there's still a lot out there. Um, I, I don't personally have not agreed with that, but, um, but yeah, hmm. I think that uh, I think that a lot of people, uh, you know, here's, what's interesting. Um, Actually, I'll just start by saying this on defense. I really don't know what they're going to, they're going to do. <laughs> I, I don't have a good feel for that yet. Cause, cause honestly, the defense that we saw in the second half of the year, for the most part was like, was a really good defense and they're almost all still there. Um, they're working to get Emmanuel Agba back. Uh, and, and so it's like, what is the resupply on defense? Um, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure there. So I, you know, more homework needed, I guess. Um, yeah. I would say that, you know, immediately on defense, like you kind of want somebody to play alongside Jerome Baker, but sure. and, this and list is they're already oof. been linked to Donta Hightower. Um, but but yeah. 10 million a year for a 32 year old, like, wow. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. That's tough. Um, so uh, not a great, not a great feel on defense. On offense, you know, I was looking at and some actually I had a, a coach share this with me and it was like a really old, obscure article. Um, and it was uh, it, they said it they said outlined it perfectly. They said that when Kyle Shanahan was talking to um, to Brian Hoyer um, and this was back on the Browns, I guess, in 2015, uh, he said, this is what we really need on offense to make this off to make this particular offense work. And he labeled them in this order, a dominant X receiver, a possession receiver, a burner, a pass catching tight end, two pass catching backs and a cerebral center, which I found the last part. I found the last one really interesting because, he, you know, he could have said athletic center. He could have said, you know, talk about the a guy who can get out to reach blocks and stuff like that. But um, he said cerebral. And then you think back and at the history of of uh, Shanahan and his admiration for Alex Mack and, uh, and bringing him to San Francisco, how they targeted uh, Weston Richburg with big money, a lot bigger than, than a lot of people had been expecting. Um, you know, the history actually does suggest that the, the emphasis is on, uh, is on intelligence, communication, um, you know, chemistry, uh, veteran experience, all those things at the center position. So I think that's an interesting, but I, I look at that list and I'm like, well, it's interesting. I've been, you know, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle is really interesting because he could be any of the three. So which of the one, which of the one of the three do you want him to be? Cause he can be a burner. He was a possession receiver for the dolphins. I mean, there's no, there is no uh, arguing that I think last year, um, 
And, and yet, you know, he can, he can play the X position. And while he's not traditionally sized like a Julio Jones or Andre Johnson, both of whom played in this Shanahan offense, uh, you know, I was talking with another coach about it. He could be a dominant X receiver as well. Um, but it, but he can only be one of those things and, and they need, so they need two others. So, you know, that, that does open the door for some free agents. I just don't think they're going to be high priced ones. The pass catching tight end. It's like, well, they have a pass catching tight end. Hmm. I don't know if you've heard of them. You know, be expensive I, I, though. Yeah, yeah, expensive. It, I mean, they're, they're going to have to. I mean, they might franchise them, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So that's that's there if they want it. Clearly, um, they're going to have to work on the pass catching backs. I do think it could be a significant uh, a significant um, investment because Chris Greer has been. I get the sense that the front office has been chomping at the bit to try and get a a, a pretty good running back over the last number of years and and they feel like they've been overruled perhaps by a brian flores who doesn't think that you would invest in those and so you know today when mike mcdaniel gets up there and he says that the running back position is really valuable because think about think about how many times he touches the ball like second most on the offense aside from the quarterback i mean he's got the second most ability to affect the game on offense Mm -hmm. uh second only to the quarterback position and uh, he said it just so happens that, you know, there's a history um, because of this or that, like that of, of being able to to find guys in the later rounds. And I think that's just because it's really hard. It, it's not because you don't need to invest high picks in a running back. It's not like you can just go shopping in the fourth round and, oh, yeah, I found one. You know, it's it's because the it's because it's really hard to evaluate them like. And Bill Parcells, I remember him talking about this too. He said that he said that running backs, the the best yard gainers, come in all shapes and all sizes. And it's really just you just have to look at each one and, and decide whether he can do it or not. And then the other thing is the the most difficult thing to predict in in the future about any of these prospects is which guys are going to show durability at the next level. Like you can't predict it. Like you just don't know. And um and so you know. Basically, because of those things, you end up a situation where it gets really hard to sort the position, like who's the best and who's the worst. Like it gets really hard. And when it's really hard to sort them, that's where you get the phenomenon of like, oh, this fifth round pick ended up being awesome. And this first round pick ended up being terrible. Um, So I think that uh, just because of one doesn't mean that it's not a valuable position. And he's emphasizing that it's that it is a valuable position. So I think that Greer in the front office might be, you know, just finally going to go after it like really really invest in somebody um and so i wouldn't be surprised to see a first round running back but uh otherwise the the offensive line i mean obviously total revamp based on everything i'm seeing it's going to be a free agent problem or a lot of free agents there on the offensive line they they seem the kyle shanahan offense these guys they seem to really value experience and it's not just at the center position um it's it's everywhere they haven't they don't have a great a, a history and established history of high draft pick offensive linemen that that go and play right away. Uh, not too many of them anyway. And um, and so it makes me think, you know, basically anybody that they have experience with. And we're talking about centers like um, you know, we're talking about Ben Jones, who uh, who was in Tennessee when Chandler Henley was there. Or um, we're talking about I mentioned Scott Questenberry, you guys. You guys mm-hmm. shit all over that one. Um, but, you know, he was he was there when Frank Smith was uh, was there. Um, you know, if there's a trade 
let's say, let's say the Chicago bears prioritize James Daniels. And they're like, no, he's a young stud. We don't want to let him get away. Well, maybe now they're open and trading Cody Whitehair because Cody Whitehair is the reason James Daniels hadn't been playing center in the first place. Hmm. Um, so, you know, and Frank Smith was there when Cody Whitehair was there. Um, you know, James Daniels, by the way, the, the connections between that Iowa offense and the, and the system and this offense, this exact offense are deep, really deep, you know? And I mean, Kyle Shanahan drafted both CJ Beathard, the quarterback and, uh, George Kittle, the tight end from that same Iowa offense in the same year. And James Daniels was on that offensive line. And um, I mean, hell, we, I, the Dolphins hired a Ferenc. They hired Z Ferenc on, on defense. Um, and I think that uh, I think those those run so deep that to me, James Daniels is the home run at the center position because he has, you know, potentially the experience, the NFL experience, the experience in this offense. And then also the lateral mobility and, and often and, um, and ability to hit reach blocks and stuff like that. But that that's the only home run, but the other ones just pick anybody they have experience with anybody that's, that has a reputation for bringing cerebral and that's, that's who they may go after. And then on the guards positions, you know, Simon is all about Lake and Tomlinson. And it's like, well, they value so much knowing what these guys are going to be able to see and, and do in this offense yeah, that wouldn't really be surprising. Wouldn't be surprising if like, you know, Michael Schofield um, or uh, Mark Glowinski, you know, guys that have experience with uh, with other members of the coaching staff over the years. Um, wouldn't be surprised if if those types of people, if they steer toward uh, a bunch of guys that they know can can really uh, establish the, the the blocking that they they like to see. Yeah, and as you go through that laundry list of the uh, a dominant X receiver, a possession receiver, a burner, a pass catching tight end, two pass catching backs, cerebral center, uh, you can make a case that they have three of those things. But I've been, and this question is for you, Simon. I've I've gone over this offense. Well, I should say I went over the 49er offense in 2021. Uh, you know, with a fine, is it a fine tooth comb? It is a fine tooth comb. Okay, that's how I, I went over that offense. All right, and I really you know that you went over it with a fine tooth comb. If you don't know that it's a fine tooth comb, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I always come back to well, he's cheap, you know his his contract's good. I can't find Devonte I can't find Devonte Parker in there. Like, how does he fit, or does he not, Simon? Um, I, I don't know. I think he's 50, 50 to make the roster. Just depends what they do. You know, if they pick up a couple of guys in free agency and they draft a couple of guys, you know, I think they want to get younger, cheaper, healthier at the position. Um, you know, and it wouldn't surprise, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they traded Devonte Parker for a, for a day three pick on, uh, during the draft kind of thing. Um, you know, this is a yak offense and it's a guy that doesn't get yak. This is a blocking offense. And this is a guy that isn't overwhelming as a blocker, despite his physical traits. This is a, you know, next man up, stay healthy kind of offense, tough guy off. I'm not saying that Devontae Parker is not tough. He, he clearly is. You, you know, you have to be tough to play in the NFL, but you know, his body is just not made for the rigors of the NFL season that, you know, 
you look at guys like Debo Samuel taking snaps and catching balls and returning kicks and you know Devonte just doesn't have that have that bodily makeup in terms of so there might be a place for him but you know what are we what are we keeping five slash six receivers you figure Mac Hollins well there's going to be a fullback okay there's going to be a fullback which means goodbye to six receivers and hello to five receivers I would say I think it's five receivers too and Waddle is obviously one of them Mac Hollins is likely to be two because of his special teams ability you know, he's a special teams captain and he was great on special teams last season and he's reliable. He can block. I think Lim Bowden is an X factor. You know, and I think it's interesting that Lim Bowden and Tua are literally working out every single day and pretty much living in each other's pockets. Um, he just fits the offense as well. So if Lim Bowden does make it, you're essentially looking at two. Um, but even if he doesn't make it, you're only looking at three and you know, you kind of figure they're going to bring at least one guy in a free agency, maybe two. Um, you know, let's just say they bring in a Byron Pringle and a, you know, an AN other, and that leaves one more spot for a receiver in the draft. And you figure they're going to draft at least one guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they drafted two receivers. So, yeah, I, I think his days might be numbered because you've also, you know, you've still got other guys on the roster and, you know, how do they feel about Ford? How do they feel about Wilson? How do they, you know, you think it's unlikely, but you just never know, you know, what McDaniel might fall in love with. Yeah. Now, same question, Chris. Uh, I've gone over this. Uh, what is he the the possession receiver, but how? Uh, like, where are they going to play him? They're not going to play him in the slot, are they? In 11 no. personnel? No, he's uh, not. He's not a possession receiver. Uh, you know, the the one that he might, and he might have qualified for, and if he was still... You know, if if you can argue he's still in his prime, and if you can argue that his body's going to hold up, um, is is potentially a dominant X receiver. But I don't think he's he's dominant anymore. I think that no. he has plays where he dominates the cornerback physically, mm. but he's he's not a rack player. Um, and so you know that's the best that he can fit. But honestly, like I was saying, they, I I can't help but wonder if they have they have in mind. Uh, Jalen Waddle to do to play the position that you've seen, you know, super high throughput position on the receiving unit that you've seen at, at different stops along the way, whether it be Andre Johnson, Julio Jones, Pierre Garcon, uh, Debo Samuel. Um, this is, I mean, hell, McDaniel screamed Waddle's name into that Levitard podcast, I and mean, we that's what he was saying. So I can't help but I can't help but think, well, okay, so then now that they, what they want, what they're going to want is a burner, which they don't have a burner other than Jalen, right? Will Fuller. Jaylen Waddle. I'm not even going to touch that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and and there, so they need a burner that's not Jalen Waddle, and they need a possession receiver, like a true, you know, and Welsh, Wes Welker like, was a possession receiver. Um so I think that uh, those two, if you want to look at the free agents through that lens, then think about think about those. Um, but Devonte Parker, I mean, the simple thing is, I just go back to it, and I was I was bringing it up before. If they do keep Mike Gesicki, and if they're willing to use the franchise tag on him, then everybody can say, oh, it's going to be a a, a tag and trade or something like. You can say that, but the chances are that the trade doesn't happen. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> what does Daniel Jeremiah think, Simon? <laughs> and, and we welcome guest Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network onto the podcast. <laughs> when you accidentally click uh, something on the Twitter that you weren't supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it Welcome could have been Daniel. much. It could have been much worse then. Um, but anyway, uh, so I think that if they keep Mike Gesicki and if they're if they're willing to franchise tag him, then they're absolutely willing to keep him. Um, then how do you how does how does both do both Mike Gesicki and Devontae Parker fit in a rack offense? I, they don't. Like it's no. one or the other. And I think Parker is very marketable because he's only going to be making six million dollars cash this year that's what i always fall back to but yeah, you know well, is that really an argument for keeping a player oh his no, contract's it's, good it's, a, it's an argument it's an argument it's an argument for his marketability um mm. you know because he's yeah still, somebody's gonna like, want him there's still there's still plenty of tape of him dominating corners even this year you know and and it when the dolphins decide okay we're gonna get don uh, Devonte the ball this half like he does well you know, and um, and so there's there's tape of that and there's stuff to fall in love with. Uh, the number is clearly something that a team could fall in love with, especially if they're hard up against the cap and they need somebody with these capabilities. Uh, so he's the most market. It, it, it goes beyond like, oh, we'll keep him just because he's cheap. It goes to the point of, well, he should be marketable. And that means that they could pick up another they could pick up a, an asset for him. And I think that could be the way that they go. I just want to make two quick points on Parker, actually, before we wrap up with Devontae. Did you know that the average yard of separation for wide receivers in the NFL is 2.91 yards, according to Next Gen Stats? Jalen Waddles is 3.3. Devontae Parker's is 1.7. I mean, that is significantly below. <laughs> He's basically the- running on top of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, that is not... But you look at that, that is not a separation number that is then predicated on making yards after the catch. You just, you know, you've got guys draped all over you. The second point is slightly more tenuous, but Parker missed six games in 2021. His new receivers coach missed eight games in 10 years. I mean, hmm. Wes Welker is not going to be a guy that is particularly happy with Parker missing, you know, half a season every year, which he's, uh, look, he's not getting any younger either. So that body is not going to get any better. It's not like Devontae Parker is going to turn around next year and play 16 games and then play 16, 17 games and then 17 the year after. You know, we're looking at, that just doesn't happen. We're looking at it going in the opposite direction and it's already bad anyway. So, you know, I yeah. think um, a decision will need to be made. Yeah, and Wes Walker is one of these guys that that really, really cares about conditioning. So, yeah, that's going to be evident right away early on, I would say. Uh, but, yeah, I guess we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out as it's going forward. But as of right now, it doesn't look good. Like, and, and I keep coming right back to, oh, but his contract's good, <laughs> you know. So I guess we can move on with our pass catches with this. What do you think happens with Mike Kosecki, Simon? Uh, whew, hard to say. Um, I, I, think, I don't think you can call it either way. Um, I think uh, if he stays, I wouldn't be shocked. If he goes, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think they'll franchise him. I think they'll try and work out a deal. Just depends how much his agent feels like he wants to be paid like a receiver and how much Chris Greer is prepared to say, dude, shut the fuck up. He's a tight end. So um, I just don't think you could, you can call it really. And, and I, I suspect it will all come down to realistically what Mike McDaniel feels about it because he will have watched every single snap now of the past 100 years because he's such a nerd who gets to the office at 3 a.m. having had one sleep, one hour sleep um, and 6,000 peanut M&Ms. 
So and uh, no vegetables. So um, I genuinely don't think you can call it. It's a it's a really tough one. Uh, by the way, this is kind of breaking news in the middle of our show uh, or toward the end of our show. But Dallas is rumored to be franchising Dalton Schultz. So that's that's got to be predictable, right? I mean, he's yeah. a, he's too valuable to just let it escape. Some of these guys that we we talk about, I mean, most of the guys that you talk about this early in and you know, before free agency, like you're like, yeah, they never reason, make it. There's a reason you want them. There's a reason you want they're good. Them. Okay. Yes, they're good. And then, and, and we're hoping that their teams don't know that they're good, which yeah, is likely not going to happen, you know, not going to happen because they, they have the most exposure to them. And, and so it's like, yeah, the team, the team kept them and now you're disappointed. It's like, well, you couldn't have, you know, for as much as I, we talk about like a James Daniels or something like that, it's like, why wouldn't Chicago keep him? <laughs> you know what's what what's the deal there um so i i think that yeah they're most not surprising yeah it's like uh like we always talk about and um you know before this podcast uh simon was watching liverpool uh win their match and around here you know it's been winterville as of late you know nothing that the dolphins have done by the way but the florida <laughs> panthers are the number one seed in the entire nhl and the heat are the one seed and what does Pat Riley always say, Chris? Look for the disgruntled guy, right? Like, that's who you want. You know, who's out there? Maybe maybe James Daniels says, you know what? Screw these people. I've been asking these people for $8 million, $9 million a year, and, and you know, they're, they're, they're holding the line against me. Screw them. I'm going elsewhere. You know, something like that is what's going to have to shake. Well, shake you, you hope. You, know, you hope maybe there's, there's like, um, hard feelings about, or, you know, not, not truly hard feelings, but um frustration that he hasn't really gotten a play center i mean that was where he was a star at iowa right and Mm -hmm. and so and he's a guard maybe he likes guard more i don't know but um but you know you're hoping for that uh there's there's obviously offensive system uh you know similarities that that would make him say you know this is the system where i could I could really make hay. Um, so you're hoping, but you, you don't really know. It doesn't surprise me that Schultz, I mean, this is the guy that I don't think any of us can make the case, no matter how much we like Mike Kosicki, this, that, that's the guy that we, we all have to agree would have probably been an upgrade over Kosicki in yeah. this offense. In yeah. You could play him in different places and you can yeah. play him play side. You could play him weak side. You can do everything. He's, with him. he's, he's also a run after catch tight end. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he is a strong run after catch tight end and Gasicki, that's a, that's sort of a, a little bit of a weakness of his. And, um, and so I, I think, you know, in addition to that, he does, he does block. I, I wouldn't say he's a, you know, superb blocker but you know he's he's he blocks and uh he's average and average is good enough when you're as good a pass catcher right right exactly and and gesicki we know uh has you know has his his uh weaknesses there Mm -hmm. um so that would have been that probably would have been an upgrade but it's like yeah dallas knows that too (laughs) so um something else please back hands okay teron armstead who i absolutely as the hours go by believe that the dolphins should sign who ran a faster 40 time at the combine, Teron Armstead or Jerry Rice? Oh, <laughs> wow. Jerry, uh, okay, but I know that Teron Armstead ran in the four sevens, and I think it was the low four sevens. I want to say like a four seven one or something like that, even. It was, it was, it was really good fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> he ran the fastest time by an offensive lineman since they in the 2000s. At 471, who ran the fastest time? Jerry Rouse or Terrell Armstead? 
I would say Armstead. I think Jerry Rice was over four seven. I think I think he was like four seven two or something like that. They were both four seven one. Where is okay? Remarkable. <laughs> that is remarkable. Greatest receiver in history, and a three hundred pound offensive lineman. Could can we though? Can we ignore the fact that you know for everything that we just said about Devontae Parker and his uh, and his health issues and not being able to stay in it? Can can we really ignore that about Teron Armstead that he plays basically an average of ten games a year? Well, yeah. uh, Trent Williams is the comparable, right? Uh, San Francisco well, yeah, went out and if, got him. If it works, if it works out, yeah, that's the comparable. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, but come on, let's face it. Trent Williams came back from cancer. Okay, so you know, I don't know if Trent Williams came back from cancer. It's I don't think he's asking too much for Teron Armstead to get over his his nagging injuries, right, and play complete seasons. And be one of the better left tackles in football, like Trent Williams can't, was this past year. Can't you can't you say that about Devontae Parker or somebody? Like you know, nah, like, hey, if, that's if Trent, true. If Trent Williams can come back from cancer, then you know Devontae. Insert name player name here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, you can't really ignore that. And it makes but the parallels are there, right? Like you could you could see it, right? Well, in that they're both good players. Like they're both good players, but just because you know one ended up ended up having a, a fully healthy season doesn't mean that the other is going to do. I mean, you could have said that about like Will Fuller, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was, and then he just, he played like how many snaps? It was ridiculous. Um, so yeah, Will Fuller caught three passes, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? And, and, and that's, you know, you could say, well, look at, look at this guy. And then I could say, well, yeah, but also look at Will Fuller. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, we can't ignore that. And maybe it's just as simple as, you know, we've all sort of agreed at various points that we don't think that they might, we think they might not be done with Austin Jackson because of his athleticism and, and maybe, maybe fits the offense a little bit better than some other guys. Um, maybe it's as simple as, well, Austin Jackson gets to be the swing backup or something. And if Teron Arpsent misses some time, then they have to roll on with Austin Jackson. And that that brings us right to where we're going to close this show. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about the offensive line because um, I don't not I, I not only believe, but I've been told that they will get at least two starters on the offensive line in free agency, mm-hmm. if not three. Okay, that was reported on OnlyFans two weeks ago. Simon, what's salvageable of what's left on this offensive line? Where do you see them playing, if anywhere? What, what do you mean? What's salvageable? As in the players that are yeah, like what have. you're keeping, uh, like you know, you know, what's worth keeping or looking forward to in 2022? Well, Rob Hunt, although he's not really pulling up any trees for me, but I, I think he at least deserves to be in the mix. Eichenberg is too soon to give up on a second round pick, but Jesus Christ, he's got to get better. And I understand the Jackson situation in terms of you know, we reported our only things he needs to improve his core. That's something the Dolphins are really keen on doing. Um, but you'd like to see him with a, you know, with a proper offensive line coach. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And I'm not shocked there, given his age as well. You know, he's just a baby given, I mean, is he, is he even 22 yet? 23 yet? I mean, he's still really, really, I mean, there's kids entering the draft now who are older than him and he's, you know, he's about to start his third season. So um, I, I think those guys, I just look, if they turn around and it's like, you know, we sign a load of mid-tier guys and Dieter starts again, it's just like, that's not fixing the line. That's not, you know. So 
I, I think having Michael Dieter as a backup, I think having Eichenberg in the mix, Jackson as a backup, you know, if somebody's better than Rob Hunt, then he's a backup. And that's so, you know, people keep saying, why are you going to sign James Daniels? What happens to Rob Hunt? It's like, guys, we're not talking about Marshall Yander here. We're talking about Robert Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Come on. Let's get yeah, And we're not paying, and we're not paying Rob Hunt 15 million a year or anything like that, you know? No. You know, yeah, he had some nice moments, but fucking hell, he had some bad ones as well. So, you know, let's um, let's keep it real. Yeah, and I, I guess uh, before I move on to, to Chris, uh, where do you see Robert Hunt fitting as a right guard, right tackle? In my opinion, I think it's right guard and nowhere else. I, I think I think it's probably right guard. Simon? Yeah, probably. Probably right guard. But, you know, if there's somebody better, then so be it, you know? Yeah, yeah uh, I, mean, I completely well, agree. Let's let's throw throw a scenario out there, okay? So let's say that you do go all in getting trying to pull James Daniels, and I think all of us like the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's good. He's he's a good right guard for the Chicago Bears, right? And uh, and that that's what he's been playing. So you've got James Daniels. Free agency is done. Probably have some other guys and stuff. Uh, and now you fast forward. We're hitting the draft. Tyler Linderbaum does make it to your pick at twenty nine. Holy shit. <laughs> well, then what do you do? Well, you can take Tyler Linderbaum for the, to play to nail down the center position, and you still got James Daniels to nail down right guard, and what is, where does that leave Rob Hunt? It either leaves him not playing, like Simon says, if somebody's better than you, you just don't play, or moving out to right tackle. So, um, so I, I think that, I think that it's, it's probably not going to be known uh, exactly where until everything shakes out. What I can say is that here, here are some names that I don't think fit. You know, I don't think Jesse Davis fits. Um, I don't think Solomon Kindley fits. I don't think Robert Jones fits. Uh, I, you know, even though some people like him and he played in the final game of the year, you know, I really reviewed it in that final game. And I just, you know, honestly, he wasn't even as good in pass protection as, as, um, as Jesse Davis. And, and we know what kind of challenges Jesse Davis has there. Uh, I, I don't think he fits. Um, you know, it's possible looking at Michael Dieter, he could fit. Um, it's possible looking at Liam Eikenberg, he could fit, uh, it, you know, you can make the case for Robert Hunt as well, uh, playing in this, in this system, uh, Austin Jackson, you could make the case for him playing in the system. Um, and then after that, it's like, well, you know, Larnell Coleman, Adam Pankey, no, probably not. (laughs) Um, so Larnell Coleman, there's a name I haven't heard. Yeah. Um, so, so there's, there's, there's a lot to be done here. There's, um, there's, there's only a couple of guys that, that you could argue fit, you know, and not even all of them are bound to be even competing for starting positions. And, um, and so we'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes. But I, I think that offensive line is going to be what, like a nine man position or something like that. Yeah. Especially, um, especially in this system. Yeah. Yeah. And and so of that, you know, maybe, maybe they keep, uh, they keep Dieter and Hunt around and uh, Austin Jackson as well. And um, I don't know, am I missing, am I missing anybody else? I I don't, I don't think you, I don't think you want anything else. Yeah. Well, and I can work, you know, so it's it's like five man, five new people. Right. Yeah. You know, you said at the start that we do really long podcasts. Mm-hmm. This feels like we've been going since about Monday, and it's still going on. Even I've tuned out. I'm reading the Athletic. Oh, so you have a you have a a subscription to the Athletic? 
I've had a subscription for ages. It's really good. Ah. You know what else you can get a subscription for? Have you heard of OnlyFans? <laughs> I haven't. Tell me more. <laughs> it's this great, great service that you get where you get to sign up, and I'm not going to go through it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to want to be on there, okay? It's well worth the 3 bucks a month because we're going to be talking a lot of free agency. We're going to be talking a lot of Combine, which next week, obviously, we're going to recap the Combine if you're on OnlyFans. Maybe I'm recapping... And we're recapping the combine as it happens. And we're well, watching these, the workouts. These, are the, times, as it these are the times when our subscribers swell, right? Like we fire the coach and that was that like ba- almost doubled our OnlyFans subscriptions mm-hmm. because they, they fired the coach. And now everybody wants to know who's, who's going to be the next coach or wants to, to hear, you know, what we're hearing and, and everything like that. Uh, and then you got free agency. Everybody wants to know who we might be looking at free agency everybody and then you got the draft and it's like everybody wants to know who who we might draft and we're not saying that we will definitively tell you all these things that's not the case but um but you will hear, hear intelligent discussion as well as you know rumors uh and things that that we hear and um and a lot of a lot of really good uh perspective you know taking taking the things that everybody is seeing and actually putting them into proper perspective I think that's a that's a strength of uh, of, of Simon's and and yourself and and myself uh, in in our OnlyFans chats. Absolutely, and of course, all of that for three dollars a month. It's How less much? three dollars a month. It's half. Surely you mean three hundred dollars a month? No, no, no. <laughs> well, that, well, that actually would be ridiculous, Simon. If we were charging three hundred dollars a month to hear us. What about thirty dollars a month? Surely that's a fair price. Uh, that's for three hundred a month. We'll turn our OnlyFans into an OnlyFans. You speak uh, for yourself, <laughs> cock boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week, when you hear from us, we will recap the combine, and we will look forward to free agency because we will be exactly about ten days away. Haven't from- we just done that? No, we we just looked at all our weaknesses, which were, oh, right. were concentrated on the on one side of the ball. Although I, I'm I'm at a loss of who the hell is going to play next to Jerome Baker. Okay, I, I'm I'm guessing it's a draft pick that will play next to Jerome Baker this this year, this coming year. But all right, that's it. There is no more. Talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes on Podbean or your usual podcast provider. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.